0: You are listening to Altar Echo, a scripture and message podcast with Pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to Altar Echo. This is for the weekend of October 15th and 16th, and here we are in Minnesota, having just two days ago experienced 80 degrees. It felt like summer was back. And now two days later on this Thursday that I am taping this today, it's 40. It's half of that. And the cold is really starting to to force its way in. Force its way in a little early, I think, this year in a way. It's not that we don't have days like this in October, but it does feel like this is just a little early. Anyway, I hope this finds you well as you listen to this and as you share in whatever this is for you. Is it a devotion? Is it an actual worship experience? Is it a time for reflecting and just finding peace with God? It's all of those things in every opportunity that we take to listen to something like this. And I'm so glad we can do this together. We're going to let the gospel again guide us today. We're in the gospel of Luke chapter uh, 18, I'm sorry, the parable of the widow and the unjust judge. And we're really going to talk about a lot of things there in relation to our theme for today, which is making your hope count. Making your hope count. This is also the weekend of our culmination of our fall stewardship emphasis and so I want to go there first for us today after we read the lesson because it's so very important for us to talk about what it means to be called by God, to be the stewards of everything God has put into our care and under our care. So this is where we're going today. So if you will, take out your Bibles. If you have to pause this, go ahead and do that to get your Bible. Take out your Bible and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses one through 8, and here is how Luke presents this to us again today. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I tell you, Jesus says, God will quickly grant justice to people. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I appreciate these words because I think Jesus puts his finger on a thing that we are experiencing right now maybe fairly closely and personally. It's the sense that we are running out of patience over the injustices of life right now. There doesn't feel like there is a generously full pot of patience that we are drawing from. And I think that might be an entry point into not just this gospel today, but to this day of our stewardship culmination. This is our Consecration Sunday and Celebration Sunday celebration. We are bringing our pledges for the next year to support our church, the gifts from our our hearts. We are bringing our own offerings today that continue to support this ministry, that continue to hold out all kinds of hope for what this ministry means to the people who are part of St. John's Lutheran Church here in Lakeville, Minnesota, but also for all of you who are part of your own churches. You can put yourself in the same place today. And we are asking God that when we place our commitments on the altar before God, that God will bless these, will consecrate and make holy these commitments, these hopes, these dreams, these actual gifts of money, and time and talent that God will bless these and make them holy in such a way that they help people in their real lives and help people know that their faith is real in the God of all goodness and salvation. I want to say today that stewardship is about people coming together who have changed hearts. That the gospel of Jesus Death to sin and evil in this world. And Jesus' resurrection over that, with the promise of new life for all of us in every circumstance, that that has so gotten into us and that we have reflected on it in such a way that we realize that our hearts can't not but be changed by that. Our faith is in this God who is real And who says things like, at the end of this parable today, I tell you, God will quickly grant justice to people who need it. And that's where I want to go with this today. Let me say just a couple of things about the characters in this story. And then let's see if there aren't situations in our lives right now that overlay on top of those characters in real similar ways. There's a widow, and a widow occupies one of the lowest places in society in first century Israel. Apparently, she has not been picked up by her her dead husband's brother, which might mean that her dead husband didn't have a brother, or her dead husband's brothers were dead as well. And she appears to be alone in the world. We have to reckon with this. She appears to be alone in the world, doing everything she can to find justice for this position that her society has placed her in. Who is her opponent? We don't know. It might be the world around her or this society or Jewish law or or whatever that culture looks like in first century Israel. She doesn't have a way to own property. She doesn't have a way to make money. She has to rely on begging and demanding from a judge something more. And then we have a judge who occupies one of the highest positions in society. And not only is this judge at the height of power, he can decide outcomes and futures for every single person who comes before him. He's got that ability. But he's a rogue judge. And the story is that he doesn't give a rip about anybody or even about whether or not there's a God out there. This is a judge who is on the loose. He is not bound by anything, apparently, like an ethic at all. And so we have two extremes in this story. And somewhere in the middle of those two extremes lies a solution or a truth or a promise or a hope that God wants us to discover and know about. Here's why I think this story is so relevant for us today. I think we all agree. How can you not watch the news? And I hope we are still as as depressing as the news can be from night to night. How can you not watch the news and not put yourself in either your own shoes or someone else's shoes and realize how hard life is right now? There is a cutting edge to life right now. There's a gritty, hard way of living this life for so many people. I think us included. I think all of our hearts are weighed down with all kinds of worry and anxiety and fear for what these next days and weeks and months and years ahead hold, We're living in a time when we can't even rely on our government to be our help because we have people that are seeking to take our government down. I mean, these are real, and we can't even talk about these anymore in partisan ways because we're living in a time when we can't really count on even leaders in toto, you know, on the whole, in the whole, to be hope for us. And I think a lot of people are crying out right now for all kinds of justice and help and hope, and it's not coming. We have all kinds of people in positions of power who are only taking care of themselves and even writing laws (laughs) that take care of themselves and the people like them. We have all sorts of people at the lowest rungs of society crying out for food, for help, for homes, for health, for peace. Here's the situation I saw in the news the other night. An encampment of homeless people in Minneapolis has been moved out of its place. And all kinds of people, hundreds of people, have no place to go. And they're at their breaking point. They're at their breaking point so much so that they set up tents in front of the government center in Hennepin County in Minneapolis and then they got moved out of there as well and there doesn't seem to be a next step as a solution for them. That could be the story. Those people could be the widow who's crying out for justice, for any kind of fairness in this life at all and they're not getting it. They aren't hearing it or seeing it or even finding hope in anybody who is advocating for them and taking up their cause. And this big gap between people who are maybe at their wits ends as leaders trying to figure out solutions for all kinds of problems and they themselves just, just eking out life and hoping for the next meal or place to, to, to sleep that night are on the other end of the spectrum and there's this big gulf. Where is this going today? How are we as people who are listening to this podcast today or sitting in worship making our hope count for people like those who don't have a home at all in Minneapolis on a freezing night? or anybody else who is trying to eke out life from day to day. Does our faith speak to this? Does our faith move us to be part of a solution? Does our stewardship, which means care, of what God has entrusted to us, not just our wealth or our time or our talents, but other people or the creation around us, Are we called to be part of a solution? I wanna read to you something that Martin Luther King Jr. wrote years ago that I think might speak to this, and then I wanna wrap this up by us singing together. Martin Luther King Jr. says this, to our bitterest opponents we say, and you have to put yourselves now in the place of black America in the civil rights movement time needing to to find a handle hold on how they can be part of a fair and equal society. To our bitterest opponents we say, we shall match your capacity to inflict suffering by our capacity to endure suffering. We shall meet your physical force with soul force. Do to us what you will. We shall continue to love you. We cannot in all good conscience obey your unjust laws, Because non-cooperation with evil is as much a moral obligation as is cooperation with good. Throw us in jail, we shall still love you. Send your hooded perpetrators of violence into our community at the midnight hour and beat us and leave us half dead, and we shall still love you. But be assured that we will wear you down By our capacity to suffer, one day we shall win freedom. But not only for ourselves, we shall so appeal to your heart and conscience that we shall win you in the process, and our victory will be a double victory. We will wear you down by our capacity to suffer, there's a woman in today's story who wore down an unjust judge. And finally, to get her off his back, he gave in. And then Jesus said, Will not God so much more than that take care of you and bring justice to those who need it? Yes, God will. In fact, God will quickly bring justice to people who need it most. God is no unjust judge. God is the just God of life in this universe. So my question for us today is, how will God quickly bring that justice? When we sometimes don't feel like justice is coming at all, or when we see on the news people crying out, suffering because justice isn't coming at all, how will God bring that justice quickly? Do you know what the answer is? The answer is that God is moving in the hearts of people of faith, you and me, and that God is alive in the world, not just doing this alone, but gathering us together with him, with the living Christ. And God is looking at you and me with changed hearts, people who have the gospel in us, that Jesus died to take away the evil of the world and rose to bring new hope and new life to every single person. And and Jesus is looking at us saying, will you come along with me to fill the gap, to fill the void for other people, you who are able to right now, to, to bring love, to bring resources, to bring hope, to bring words of peace and help. Will you come along with me And fill this void between the people at the extremes, the the wealthy, the powerful who don't care, and the people who are just yearning for what they need to eke out another day. Will you come with me? Will you and I, dear friends, wear people down by our capacity to help with love? Will you and I wear down the injustice, injustices of the world with our capacity to hope and to, to bring hope to people? Will you and I do that? I'm remembering Jesus saying that he's given us light. There's light in us. It's the light of Jesus' love. the world, the love that overcomes all things, the light that shines in the darkness that no darkness can overcome. I'm remembering that Jesus said to us baptized people, you've got that light in you. You can't put it under a bushel basket because that's not where a light is meant to be. A light is meant to shine out into the world, in the darkness and in the light, and always be the light. Well, are we, are we those people, those lights called to engage in the world and be hope for people. So here's what I want you to do today. Last Sunday, Pastor Kim let people take out their cell phones (laughs) and she did a little texting project around gratitude. I want you to take out your cell phone right now and hold it up in the air. This is the new version of the old Bic lighter that we used to light at concerts when we loved the music that a band was playing. Turn on your screen or even your flashlight on the back and wave it back and forth with me as we sing this little light of mine. And we're going to let it shine. And we are going to be partners with God in the solutions of the world that bring hope to people who need it most. So hold your phone up and wave it and sing with me. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine shine in our communities. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine in our communities, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. In our communities, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. One more. Let our love be hope and care. I'm gonna let it shine. Let our love be hope and care. I'm gonna let it shine. Let our love be hope and care. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine let it shine let your light so shine before others dear friends that they may see your good works jesus said and give glory to your father in heaven bless you bless you this weekend bless you with the gospel that has changed your heart once again today and bless you with the calling of our savior to be a partner with him for hope for the world. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, If you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.